Hey guys, how are we doing? Um, I am personally shattered. I think physically in terms of, well, basically I went on a long run today um, and it was the longest one I've ever done. It was 12 kilometers and we did it right in the middle of the day. So it was boiling hot and me and my boyfriend just haven't been able to move afterwards. Like normally after a run, we're okay. But I kid you not, this has wiped us out. Um, But I really wanted to get this podcast episode out. And to be fair, I don't think it's the worst thing to do right now. Like, I am in the mood to do it. And sometimes when I get really passionate about what I'm talking about, I'll scream down the microphone or get really energetic. But maybe it's good that I'm a little bit more on a calmer level because I'm a little bit tired. I've got my whole podcast thing set up right now on my sofa so I was like, I, I can't even sit at a chair. I can't, you know, I can't even walk to the fridge at the moment. So that that's an issue. But yeah, we are on episode 10, which is just insane. If I think back to the beginning process of when I was getting this podcast up and running, I was like, oh, like, I just don't know. What, you know, you never know what the first steps to do. I didn't even know what microphone to use, where to record, how to edit, how to publish, how to have a you know, an account on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And it was such a barrier for me. And I really thought, oh, can't do this, can't do that. But I've done it and I've now got 10 episodes out. I thought there'd be some sort of like, oh, I couldn't keep up or couldn't be consistent. But no, I think the podcast is the one thing that has been consistent the last couple of months. In terms of episode 10, I was thinking about doing a certain topic But I was like, you know what, I kind of want to round off some things that have been said throughout episodes one to nine. And I just thought, you know, it's coming to episode 10. Let's round it all off. And any questions that people have or any little topics, but really focusing on this whole self-awareness. So hopefully this is a really insightful episode. So whether on your morning walk, you're lying in bed, you're traveling, I don't know. Just know that this episode is going to be a very much understanding yourself or little mindsets or, you know, inside Anna's mind, as the podcast is known. Um, These questions were taken off my Instagram, which is inside Anna's mind podcast. Um, We have a great little community over there. So the first kind of topic question, how was Portugal in general? How did you find it regarding your body, relationship with food, exercise, and just overall balance? I honestly can't stress enough how I feel and how much better I feel compared to my last couple of holidays. Even when a year ago I was, you know, in recovery or out of recovery, well, I wasn't out of it, but I said I was fine online and I really wasn't. And I would say even up to the last four months and it links straight back to when I started therapy again I started therapy and the focus became less on oh what am I eating what am I exercising or like what am I not eating or whatever and it came more onto how are you actually doing as a person what emotions are you feeling which people have ticked you off why are they made you feel that way? What are the stories in the past that are like seeping through into your present, right? Because going off track, I don't know, but just what's popped into my head. We have stories in our past, right? Whether that's 
friendship scenarios, boyfriend scenarios, mum, dad, sister scenarios. If we don't heal those scenarios, whether that's confrontation or actually um, settling it between you two, whether that's putting a boundary up and removing yourself from the situation, if you don't heal that, then the universe has a lovely way of implementing it back into your life. For example, I, one random thing, I don't have an amazing, amazing relationship with my sister. And I thought, oh, she's moved out, we don't live together, I'll never have to deal with those feelings or situations again. It's not true. As I said, the universe has a lovely way of bringing those experiences back into my life through other people and through other situations. So if I had feelings with my sister or feeling small, belittled, kind of bullied, just never, someone can never be happy for me, even though my sister's not necessarily in my day-to-day life, people will give me those experiences and it's almost like a test. Think of it as a test of the universe is kind of saying, have you solved it yet? Are you standing up for yourself yet? Are you being there for yourself yet? And that's when you heal. When you have those situations again, yet you get to approach them differently. So I know that was a bit of a sidetrack, but coming back on to Portugal and what I was trying to say was I've actually managed to really dive deep into myself and understand things. So when I get annoyed by something or I feel stressed about something, I don't bring it back to food and exercise at all now, at all. And it's such a lovely feeling. And if you had asked me even six months ago, I would have not maybe been convinced that, oh, you know, you can actually feel free. Because there's that part of recovery that's the physical part in terms of, okay, so she's eating more, um, she's got a higher body fat percentage, and she doesn't over-exercise, right? But then it's like the actual mental stuff, which is so important. But yeah, what I'm trying to say is that the last four months, I've had exponential growth in myself, and it was a great kind of reveal in Portugal because I was just so able to eat exactly what I wanted and when I wanted. If I was hungry, I'd grab something. If I was full, I would just kind of finish what I was eating. And I was just fueling myself. And again, the girl I want to be is the girl that can eat shit loads. I want to be able to eat loads. And I can. And I want to be active. I want to be hyper. I want to be enthusiastic. I want to be happy. I want to be present in the moment when I'm with people. I don't want to be like trying to not eat while I'm with my friends so that like I can look slimmer, my tummy can like tuck in and whatever. Like that's not like, that's just, I think it's come to the point where I've realized it's boring. That lifestyle was boring trying to focus on those things. And it's so much more fun when you kind of pull your head out, but it's not as easy as just that because the parts that are still kind of clinging you on are it is, it's the, it's the past and it's your emotions. And you can't just fix that through eating and exercise. And in terms of like the rest of, let's say, work balance in Portugal, it really resetted me um, before I had a really big lack of structure. Now, if you haven't watched it yet on my YouTube, I have two recent videos. One's called Life Update and it kind of explains where I've been in terms of work and what I'm doing, why I'm moving out of London, why I want to travel. And then my one after that is basically presenting you guys Alex who is my first ever employee of Art Fitness obviously my boyfriend kind of works with me but Alex is a full-time 
working for me, we got a set contract, pay, all of that jazz, which, you know, it was really weird when I had to kind of write up the contract and stuff. I was like, am I supposed to be doing this right now? Like, you know, I'm only 20. (laughs) Um, But no, it was an amazing, I guess, accomplishment and just investment in my future. So going on to what Alex kind of taught me in Portugal was just that when to, well, it was kind of having structure and then being able to turn off. My issue is that I'm just like always got everything in my head and I don't write it down. Or if I do write it down, I write this 20, 30 list to-do list of things to do with it, which completely overwhelms me. I'm thinking about, oh God, what am I going to do for next podcast? What am I going to do for next YouTube? When are we going to get it edited? Like there are so many things flying around my brain and I would actually do less. And on holiday, it was so nice what Alex did was she, and this might be actually something that you could maybe implement in your life, but instead of having all these things, like all, all these homework tasks or work tasks that are just flying around your head, she would break them up into really minuscule things like um, plan a video. So whether you could do like plan an essay or plan something like this, and she'll do plan a video Monday, Tuesday, film the video. You just sit down, film it, nothing else. And then another day, send the footage to the editor. Then it's like approved to the editor. And she would split it up into all these tiny tasks and split it across the days. And it's almost like because she is able to hold all the things that are on my head. So I just dump everything to her. I'm like, look, this is everything I've got to do. She kind of takes it all in. It's basically come to a point now where I just look at what I have to do on Monday and that is it. I don't need to think about Thursday. I don't need to think about next Tuesday. I look at Monday. I have a couple of things or a long list or however many things are on there. I just know that I need to do those. And we've also set it that it's achievable. It's like, do you write your to-do lists that are unachievable? Because you are genuinely setting yourself up for failure. And I've done this for years I'll write a massive to-do list with exact timings that doesn't leave any time for like changes of how I'm feeling, my mood, my energy levels. And that's when you kind of, I wouldn't say go even worse, but you fall down a little trap of like, oh, I'm useless and I haven't done it. I'm just going to lie in bed all day now. So instead it's like write down really achievable things. Like, okay, these are the three things that I need to do to move the needle forward today, which is a really good quote that I love, move the needle forward. Because sometimes we can fill up our days with unessential tasks. You know, sometimes I'm like, I'm going to leave the washing for three days, you know, clothes washing. Because if I could easily fill up my day with, oh, okay, in the morning I need to do a washing, then I need to empty the dishwasher, I need to clean all the surfaces, I need to vacuum, then I need to go to the gym, walk back from the gym, shower, wash my hair. And you can just fill up your day with these things that, yes, get you day by day, obviously, but does it move the needle forward? And that means, does it take you to the place that you want to go? Does it, not one big jump, but one step. So for me, it's, you know, getting the podcast and the YouTube out and then the other side. So that's kind of, I would say more maintenance because that's something that I have now set myself to do. But moving the needle forward for me would be either trying to make my videos next level in terms of really going into like, brainstorming more planning more and really getting those creative ideas which is all in the works right now and I definitely feel that me and Alex are moving the needle really forward so I definitely think that's going along and then on the other side of my job is like okay am I wanting to create some sort of brand am I wanting you know what am I wanting to create from this because I want to be 
self-made in terms of obviously I'm already self-made but I want to have my own business and I want to make money from that business alone right now obviously I'm making money from the title of Anna Archer Fitness but I would love to create something else okay going on to the next topic is how to treat yourself kinder self-love and acceptance advice so the first thing that comes up into my head is understanding that that inner child is still within you you've got to imagine it like this let's say six-year-old you, 10-year-old you, just child you, right? And they are saying that to themselves. They're going, oh, I'm not enough, I'm too fat, I, I am ugly, I, I, I'm not as good as my other friends. You would go straight up to that child. It's you, right? You would give it so much love. You would hug it, You would give it positive affirmations. You would tell them that is not right. Like, you are gorgeous. You are enough. You would give so much love. And when it comes to ourself in our present moment, we can't do it. There's something about it. There's like, no, 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 like, it's a different person. Well, it's not. And the more that you can notice when you say that and for that to trigger the thought process of, oh, Remember, I'm saying this to child Anna. It helps me kind of pull back from it and not go into a whirlwind of negative thoughts. And just to give you another example, my boyfriend actually had quite a low week the other week. I think it was last week. And he was feeling really low and just not great. And I really tried to be there for him and tried to open up some more parts of him. And he really struggled when, you know, he was saying some stuff like, I'm not working hard enough, I'm not doing this, I need to snap out of this um, rut. And I was like, why? Imagine if you told younger you to snap out of this emotion. I was like, let yourself be emotional, let yourself cry, let yourself be quote unquote lazy, let yourself lie in bed. Why do you have to snap out of this? And it was when we talked about it and we actually kind of went into this whole conversation and he realised that, oh, maybe when he was younger, he was told to snap out of it. He was told to snap out of that, you know, you don't want to feel like that. So that just shows that a lot of our behaviours or thought patterns can actually be learned by other individuals and they're not necessarily yours. And that's when you can kind of step in and be like, right, I'm going to give love and compassion to this younger child who never kind of received it in that way. So Stop trying to like be like, oh no, no, like I need to snap out of it and I'm and I'm just here and I'm I'm 20 years old, I should be able to handle this, or you know, that younger self isn't within you. It is, it is right in there, and it listens to everything you say. And the reason why I can back this stuff, this inner child stuff, so much is because this is what I do in therapy. I do energy healing work with a traumatic trauma specialist therapist, um, who kind of does like inner child work stuff and it all links together and when we have our really really deep sessions and I'm we're talking about things and we're really streaming down into like an old past experience we go into these scenarios of where I'm with myself and my inner child and like ask you kind of have to ask your inner child of what you want and the amount I have improved mentally since consistently doing these sessions and how I feel actually you know two days after my sessions I I feel lighter every time I do it because I'm going to my inner child in these sessions. I'm healing parts of her that, you know, were were damaged. And then I'm feeling better. Like, I'm actually physically feeling better and I'm not holding on to these past feelings, which 
yeah, that's that's my experience. Another way to treat yourself kinder is to refrain from comparing yourself too much with the people online. And, and I'm not talking about, oh, Kylie Jenner and the Kardashians and Bella Hadid and those models, because I don't think, well, I don't know about you guys, but I don't necessarily compare myself to those models. I compare myself to like friends and like people my age online. I'm like, wait, like how do they look like that? Or, you know, whatever. And it links back to my last episode, which is episode nine. And it's all about TikTok and our bodies. And just as like a little recap, everyone shows their best selves online, everyone. So it's like you're comparing your, whether you've just woken up, whether you've just had lunch or whether you're just getting your day by day to someone's like posed picture that took them a hundred pictures to get to. Or even if it's a TikTok, they probably like, you know, you don't know what people have done, whether they haven't eaten that morning or whether they've got something else going on or just literally picked their best video out of 10 drafts. Like that's what I even do. But that's something that I've changed now. And I've realized that, it actually starts with the action from you. If you start almost treating the way you want to be treated online. So if you're like, why can't everyone be more real? Be more real yourself. Start posting the not, you know, not the best angle every time because you're creating this perfect image that you can't even keep up with and it's tiring. I know what it's like, it's tiring. When you post your best angles all the time because it's like, well, that's unquestionable, right? Why wouldn't you post your best angles? It's because in reality you can't keep up with that so when you meet people you might get anxious or you might feel like you're not actually good enough or oh no I don't even know why people like me and it's like start being there for yourself and start being real and it will also help other people another thing is stop waiting for a certain thing to be happy I spent so many years thinking oh when I get to a certain weight when I'm that slim girl because I was always a muscular girl and as I went into puberty I had more I don't even I don't even want to shame myself if I'm being honest like I was I was absolutely gorgeous so I'm not going to say anything negative on myself then but let's just say I didn't look like how I wanted to look like at the time I wanted to be really really slim but I wanted to have muscular definition I wanted ripped abs I wanted a thigh gap I wanted a hourglass like I wanted my waist to come in all of that stuff I wanted a muscly back I wanted to basically be really really lean And I put all my worth, I put all my happiness into when I get there. And after years and years of trying to lose weight, I did it. Fucking got there. I literally was bikini inspo on Instagram, right? And there was no happiness. I got so deep into an eating disorder, depression, anxiety, everything, everything declined absolutely everything and and at the time I even thought like oh but then I like people will like me more you don't even focus on people when you're so deep into like eating and food thoughts you don't really talk to people you can't even really have conversation you can't keep up with the conversation guys don't really like you because you're not really that interactive and you don't even have a sex drive to like even try get with guys like there is there is no social interactions or any any positives that you think come from it And then even like money-wise, don't even put your happiness on money. I have so many friends that are like, oh no, but like, I know everything's like crazy right now, but but when I have this amount of money, it will help. And yes, I can agree, financial freedom is a blessing. It is a blessing. And it's something that I can very much appreciate from 
being grown up in a not financial freedomy house i don't know what to call it when you make that it doesn't change i was actually probably the most depressed last summer in fact i remember the one month that i had earned the most money i was like binging and throwing up three times a day crying every day oh my god it was a whirlwind of emotions like literally money is nothing but transfer of value so yeah it's great like i may so when i mean transfer of value i mean money essentially is just this number in a bank account yet it only comes to use or it only has value when you transfer it for something so this one thousand pounds that you save up for your iphone it, it was literally just a number and then you swapped it for the iphone you never actually got the a thousand pounds in in cash or the cash is not useful until you swap it for the item right it's a transfer of value same as when you pay someone to work like you are saying okay you're going to give me time and I'm going to pay you for that time, right? So it's a transfer of value. It can be time, it can be service, it can be items, it can be experiences, right? You transfer, you you, you take money, you get a holiday and you have an experience, right? So it's almost like, what do you choose? The money that you have saved, the money that you have, the money that you are spending it, are you using it on what you want to transfer in life? If you want experiences, why are you spending hundred pounds a night on drinks right it, it you have to think about it like that and just saying from money perspective i have felt very very low when i've been in a financial free situation so what i'm trying to say is that don't attach a destination to happiness i never really understood it well you know you always hear everyone you must love the process and it's like you can never really understand it. And I think it's a combination of a few things. One is you could actually only, I would say, love the process when you are on a path of healing because the more you heal and understand yourself and know what's going on, the more you can feel free. So that helps. Then I would say in terms of enjoying the process is like know your core values as a person there's been times where I've been very either suicidal or I just see no point in life right I would say actually one month ago I had probably like a day and I was like contemplating I was like what the hell is the point of life like why do we wake up why, why? like I was just going into a whirlpool of thoughts and I can't say I have the complete answer but I know that when you have a why of let's say mine is to help others. That's, that's my, my my absolute first thing. To help others. That's the first thing that comes to my head. And then you pair it along with structure. And things that you enjoy. And loving moments of happiness I think. I think moments of happiness is like something to live for as well. Actually thinking about it now. I do know a little bit more of how I kind of came out of those deep, deep questions I have sometimes. And it's almost saying it's like a game. It's like a quest. Let's just play. Let's just play. I don't actually care if a million pounds is in my bank, right? Like, like I don't. I'm okay right now. But why not? Why not play this game? Why not see if I can be a millionaire? Why not see if I can have my own brand and it'd be really successful like why not 
right? Because we're playing a game. And that's something that really just helped me because I really couldn't fathom it. I really couldn't understand why I wanted to even get up in the morning. What's the point of working? What's the point of doing things? But the fact is, I just kind of tell myself it's it's a game. I, I want to see how fit I can be in terms of I want to see how fast I can run, how long I can run. Can I run a marathon? Oh, cool. Check that off. Next part. It's like a quest, right? So I'm personally training for a marathon right now. And it's giving me so much enthusiasm and brightness to my day. Like I, I just, it's just something to work for. And us humans are so goal driven. We love it. We thrive off it. So maybe if we compare that, our human nature and our mindset of like, let's just try be so good at this game. I think that can maybe help. Next topic. How do you forgive yourself when you make a mistake or let someone down? Oh, this is an interesting one. I don't know. Okay, I'm going to take my boyfriend example because he's just in my day-to-day life. So I've got the most experiences to back this up. And I'm not going to say I don't make mistakes, but just with other people, I can't really think about things. But definitely with him, like there's times where I read a situation wrong or I say something that's offensive or I just do something wrong the best thing is just to literally be so honest and understanding like as soon as I realize that I've done something wrong or like I've really I've hurt someone in that way like go up to them and just completely be like I understand I I am shocked I said that myself or I'm really yeah I don't think I should have said that and if that was the other way around I would really be hurt so it's kind of like really stepping into their shoes and really understanding where they're coming from But I think why I was probably hesitant or not sure of this answer was because what does it even mean to let someone down? The only person you can let down is yourself. Honestly, I think anyone else who says you've let them down or like that's their shit. And that's not for you to walk around and not care about what anyone, not what anyone thinks. But what I'm trying to say is just be authentic to yourself. If you are an authentic, kind person, you don't let anyone down. You have boundaries for yourself. I think boundaries is a major thing. And I'm going to explain boundaries because that's what's coming to my head. And and I remember giving this advice to one of my best friends once because she didn't really understand. Like, it was with a boy. And I was like, look, you need to have boundaries because it was her ex, right? She, he kept coming back into our life. And I was like, girl, you need some boundaries. And she was like, how do I say it to him? I was like, no, 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 no. You don't tell people your boundaries. You can, but the point of it is that you tell yourself. You say, I'm not having a guy that cheats on me. I'm not having a guy that, yeah, whatever. Or I don't want this friend to, you know, if they do this or if they do this again, I don't want them in my life, right? I I don't want that energy. You say it to yourself. You make a promise. And if people don't align with that, you can either say, look, my boundaries has been crossed. I don't want you in my life or whatever. But it's more about you don't have to go to people and tell them your boundaries. You don't have to go to your best friend and be like, um, if you like stop, like if you start doing this again or whatever, it's just like have that for yourself and make decisions for yourself. I think it's people are afraid to tell someone no. But I think people are afraid of what people will think of them. I've naturally always been the person to let go of negative energy people always um probably i've got so little i'm not gonna say so little friends i have friends 
but I have a lot less than the average like I've had people that have just bitch behind my back and then they come to me and we're like oh my god why like are we not friends or like why don't you want to talk to me and I'm like I'm not even gonna waste my time having a petty argument I'll just say look this happened I don't want to be a part of it done and they probably won't react well why because they are on a different energy level they're not gonna understand so you just can't explain to them I've had times where like I've really tried to tell people why they're not in my life anymore but it just doesn't work next how to stop seeking male validation this is a very interesting one and i'm gonna share my personal experience i'm gonna go into quite i wouldn't say deep topic but i think if people will find comfort in relating and being like okay i'm not the only one i want that to be the outcome in terms of making someone feel less alone but I've talked about this with my therapist and I was saying, you know what, I don't even seek male validation. Like, I I don't like looking womanly. It's something about me. It's like, I don't want to look like a woman. And this is something that I'm definitely surpassing. I'm getting better at. And when we looked at the reason why, oh, it makes me a bit sad. But for those who don't know, um, I released a YouTube video I think over a year ago and I opened up to sexual abuse and I haven't really talked about it since because it's quite a hard topic and it's quite confidential in terms of what I can say but it started as soon as I was going into puberty right so I was literally child Anna and as soon as child Anna started developing breasts as soon as she started going into that 13 14 stage right you you like you're just about being not a flat-chested child anymore that's when it started and this was all you know I was not conscious I was not aware of these patterns when I was younger I only really realized this about a month ago maybe maybe longer actually to be fair so as I was almost turning into a woman I was being sexually abused and it obviously taught me that oh if you have boobs if you have this if you look like a woman then you're going to get this you're going to get attention like this right or you're going to just get attention from the males then what happened was when it had stopped what happens with a lot of people when they go through let's say traumatic events they re I wouldn't say reproduce, that's a weird word to say, but they go through similar patterns again. It's like if you had a toxic dad, you probably get into a toxic relationship with a guy, you know, something like that. You you create situations again. And I don't know whether I create situations, but I went very much into that stage when I was probably 15 to 17 of... I was I was the most out there girl. I had my cleavage out at every parties. I had the tightest skirt on. I had a big bar. I was wearing clothes specifically so I could look hot. Makeup on, everything. And like seeking male validation to the top. And what was interesting was then after 17 and my dad passed away and I started going through depression, I really, I really wanted to lose weight more. This is when I really wanted to be very slim. And what we realised with my therapist was that I 
was trying to be more like a child. I wanted to go back. And it's still something now that I'm working on. Like, I'm obviously much better. But it's so interesting. And obviously, this is not hard to admit. But this is... I wouldn't even say slightly uncomfortable. I'm honestly fine with showing this stuff. But I would rather look less womanly. I want to come away from male attraction. I want to go more towards that child self. So yeah, that's kind of me being honest of maybe why I don't have the best advice for seeking male validation because from a personal end, because I don't even want to seek it. Like I I want to almost unattract it. But I know one thing that helps people is like female and male gaze instead of trying to dress for the guys to like you, dress like the girl that when you were younger you thought was cool. Because that's like inner you, right? That's like inner child you, inner you of like, oh my god, they're cool. I want to be them when I'm older, right? Or it's like, oh my god, I think that's so cool. Like, I want to be that girl. Be the girl that you want to be. Don't don't be the girl that guys want to be. Because you know what my biggest piece of advice is? And yeah, this actually links in quite well. Be so authentic to who you are. So if you're a country girl, be a country girl. If you're some, if you're a girl that likes really hipster things, go do that. If you're a girl who's got a flat chest, or if you're a girl that's not got a bum, or like whatever, and you think, oh my god, no, this isn't like attractive to the male, whatever. If you are authentically you, you will attract the right person because it's like if you have, let's say, smaller breasts and you wear a massive push-up bra to a party. You're going to attract the guys that maybe love big boobs or probably they don't even care. But let's say that. So, but if you just were you and you just wore the clothes that you wanted to wear and what showed off what you have or whether you wear super baggy clothes and you don't want to show it off, you will attract girl, boy, whatever, whoever, who is solely attracted to what you look like and your energy. It's actually also interesting that It was like a month before I had met Max, which is my boyfriend, and we are so well suited, everything is great, and what was funny, the way that I almost like attracted him was, I had a little like summer of getting with guys, doing things with guys, whatever, and even just like coming up into London, and then there was this point where I just went to Millie, and I was like, Millie, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to do this with guys. I I honestly can't, like, I don't want to be with them. I don't want to see them. I don't want anything to do with them. And then, like, a month later, Max comes into my life. And then really soon after that, he was itching my boyfriend. And I was like, oh, wow. Okay, then. Um, But it's like, it's as soon as you say to the universe and say to yourself, I don't actually need them. You don't need them. I think we're taught when we were younger, they're like a sign of hotness or, or achievement. It's like... Oh, if you're getting with guys or or that if guys like you, then you're relevant or that you're important. But it's really not the case. And I think that just comes with age as well. Like I was definitely in that mindset when I was at school. I think it's so easy because you just compare and that's what everyone's talking about. But as soon as you hit like 20 or when you're out of uni or in uni and you start working, you realize like people literally don't care about the boy stuff anymore. Um, And it's all about like focusing on yourself, focusing on your work on the things you can do, like nothing to do with guys. So if you're in that stage, don't worry, the time will pass. This is a very 
Um, so I haven't actually really talked about this, but some people have asked why have you stopped doing what I eat in a days, and it's a personal preference. I decided it on a few reasons. I'm not against doing what I eat in a days on YouTube, right? Because I feel like it's a longer form video. You get more explanation in your day. When it comes to a TikTok or a reel, you almost get flashed someone's whole day of eating in 15 seconds. So it's almost like the perfect amount of time for you to compare your whole day of eating or your eating within 15 seconds. Like it just shouldn't be done. You shouldn't have that information so quickly. And people judge themselves. They look at that as a whole and they're like, oh God, no, I ate loads today. Or, oh, I'm not eating like that. So for me, the short videos, it's just too much. Now, I've realized that I have been more in tune with my eating and eating better in terms of eating more filling meals and eating more just proper food, like getting a spaghetti bolognese and eating a burger when I don't necessarily film it. And another thing is I use it as a tool in terms of helping myself stay accountable, but then it turned into a feeling of I got to film everything quote unquote bad that I'm eating. And I feel like that is a very usual thing when you have a recovery account or let's say someone that is a healthy gym girl, they're all about, oh yeah, I love your body and stuff. And obviously you can't really tell this on a, just a viewer side, but I'm saying if you are that person yourself, a lot of times you, well, this is my experience, but you have to post the cake if you're going to eat a cake. Like it's not worth it because you're like, oh my God, no, there's no way I can just eat a pizza for my own sake. I've got to post the pizza on my Instagram so people know that I'm eating a pizza. And I went through that. I went through a stage of like having to post every single like whether I had some chocolate or a whole thing of pasta and I always had to almost I think it was half like proving to people but also like thinking that it would be a waste of food if I didn't show people that I was eating this type of food like quote-unquote unhealthy food and I realized that isn't healthy for me either and I want to be able to like eat the pizza in my own damn world so this is something that you can't necessarily judge on a viewer aspect because let's say I post pizza, pasta, chocolate a couple of times a week, I could be eating it pretty, I, well I know, I, I eat my stuff every single day, right? But I choose not to post it, but I just think that's an interesting perspective um, of what I eat in a days and people's feelings of like, oh if they're gonna go out and eat, they've got to film it, they've got to take a picture and it's like, I just want to eat for me. I don't mind sharing food inspo, like recipes or oh here's my breakfast that I've eaten or here's my lunches or here are my favorite meals at the moment but I think to give like such a small video of everything I've eaten in the day maybe a little bit much and I just know that I used it as a tool of comparison to put myself above or below someone like if I watched a what and I eat in a day video and they ate more than me I'd feel better about myself and if they ate less I'd feel worse yet if they had a better body I would like feel worse and if they had a worse body I'd feel better so it's a very odd comparison tool but do let me know on my recent posts for this episode episode 10 um, on my podcast Instagram what you guys think of posting foods what I eat in a day meals like what is your preference what do you feel is like a good way to get the value of inspiration of like oh I can eat more or oh I can eat those foods because I do want to provide that safety blanket of like guys look you, you can do this too but I also need to protect myself 
So someone messaged me and said, I'm finding socializing really exhausting sometimes and none of my friends seem to have the same issue. Girl, I am with you. Literally yesterday did I go for drinks with my boyfriend and Millie. And honestly, within about two hours, I was just like, I was just exhausted in terms of just because I really have to focus when it comes to having conversations with people that I'm not either like entirely interested in the actual topic or whether I just have to put on a bit of persona or something. And I do get exhausted. And as soon as I was like, oh, can we go home? And we ended up going home because I was like a bit tired. And as soon as we were walking home, I was literally jumping because I was like, oh my God. Like, and my boyfriend was like, what are you like I swear you were just tired I was like I was that was exhausting but now I'm happy and it was just like I think it's interesting to know and just to love that part of you right if you find socializing exhausting just to have those boundaries and be okay with that and like just talk to your friends and be like this is just a my personal preference it doesn't mean I'm not having fun it doesn't mean that I'm having a bad time but if I want to go home I want to go home like we all get to do things in chunks don't hate that part of yourself because I can tell you now it can be a blessing in other ways. It means you can really get on with your own projects and self because I think sometimes like if you're going out every weekend or lots of days within the weekend, you're like almost always taken off track every week. Whereas I find it very easy to like keep the ball rolling. I still take my weekends off, but not necessarily like getting hammered or socializing so much that I'm exhausted. And also one thing is to learn which social situations drain you. For example, if I'm out with friends and we're dancing, like we're clubbing, I will be shaking it till 3 a.m. Honestly. Okay, that might be a little bit of exaggeration. I'll be shaking it till 1.30 and then I will want to go home in bed. But like that excites me. I love it. But if we're at a pub and we're sitting down for four hours straight drinking chatting to people I will be so drained unless I'm with my absolute best friends that I have so much to catch up on because I haven't seen them in months I'll be fine I'll be absolutely fine and I could talk for days but if it's with people that I have to like think about the conversations or or just like talk to and just smile and always be happy and laughing like yeah it does drain me so I'm not going to put myself into those situations as often I remember when Alex and I had like a day out with people there was one point in the day because we went on this like boat trip that wasn't a boat trip it was like a bus trip anyways um we were with these people and they were very chatty and lovely people and you know at the beginning I could really keep up the conversation and it was good but there was just a point of like I just had to personally kind of zone out of the conversations and because I'm kind of confident in myself that people don't judge me that I'm not talking like I was okay with not talking and I guess that's one thing to know is like it's okay if you don't talk you can just sit there and then there was at one point where I was like right my battery's low And then we kind of just like went home and Alex and I were kind of both in the same situation. We just had a shower, freshened up, went for dinner, a nice chill dinner. Um, And I guess another thing is hanging out with the people who are in similar situations as you. I remember that when I was back home, I would meet up with the friends that would want to like chill in the car and have a chat or go and like talk for hours. Like come around my house, sit on my bed, we're going to talk for hours or look at the stars and we'll chat like... Or, or go out and actually do something but I would never be quite the person that would want to like go to the pub every Friday for a drink like that wasn't me I'd go out now and then but yeah just know which situations you love and what you feel better on female friendships and feeling competition between friends even when you don't want it I think this is a very common and untalked about topic 
And the one thing that I would say is just go talk to that person because let's say you and your housemate and you're getting in a little bit of a pickle because of things or you're comparing yourself to like how much they're exercising or how much they're eating or you're comparing yourself to your friends when you're with them for the whole day. The best thing is when you feel uncomfortable about situation is to go to talk to them. And my favourite thing to do is to turn that negative energy into positive energy. So if they are doing something, let's say they've gone to the gym that day and you haven't, instead of being like, oh my god, I need to go to the gym, when they come back from the gym, be like, I'm happy for you. Because otherwise you go into like this whole whirlwind of like, oh my god, I need to do that or I feel bad. And you probably will actually show that in your personality towards them. So when they do come back from the gym, you'll be like, oh you know, you'll be kind of like sassy or you'll be all Instead, it's so much better to turn that into positive energy. Let's say you compare your body to like another friend. For example, like Millie and I, she has such a round bum. But I remember as soon as we started living together, I never once was like, oh my God, your bum is so much. I would just be like hyping her up to the max. Like it's just the best way to feel good. And it's about appreciating others. I just appreciate that Millie's butt just comes so nicely out of her back. Like it's just so round. Like you could literally put a teacup on top of it and it would sit there, right? I don't have that type of butt. That's okay though. Like I'm here to appreciate. So I think it's more about like appreciating them, hyping up them, appreciating yourself and hyping up yourself. Also learn to embrace your differences because this is probably why you're friends. And in fact, I know it is. The universe has a lovely way of matching people that need to learn things from each other. Doesn't mean that you have to be with each other or like be friends for your whole life. But in this moment of time, you're supposed to learn something from them. So whether they're kinder to people or whether they're more structured in terms of they can have that balance with structure and then come off and be completely relaxed. And at the moment, you're only structured and you're only productive or you're only quote unquote lazy and not doing anything. Maybe you want to pick that part of them. There's always going to be something to learn from people. Woo! I think we are done with episode 10. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I found this podcast really, you know, in the flow, to be fair. I don't know how time has passed so quickly. And I would absolutely love if you guys enjoyed it, only if you enjoyed it, um, or found something interesting, to give it a review, either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really just helps. Um, Or even just sharing it with a friend who maybe needs to hear this, or a family member, or whoever. I have nothing to sell you on this podcast. I I don't do sponsorships. This is a completely unfinancial situation. Like I, I don't earn anything from this podcast. Just so you know, this is a loving thing that I like to give out. And the most love that I would want back from you is to give a little review or just to share it with someone just for the pure reason of to help others. That is the big goal here. So Yeah, I hope you guys have a lovely week. We have a new episode every Tuesday and podcast Instagram is called Inside Anna's Mind Podcast. Also very active on the YouTube. Every Sunday, 5pm, there's going to be weekly vlogs documenting my progress, my work, my running, my mindsets um, and lots and lots of fun to come. I have currently 10 days till I go to Bali. I'm absolutely psyched, so excited um, and I'm going to love and leave you guys. Have an amazing week. Bye.